0: The exponential growth of this movie's insanity is terrifying.
1: (laughs) And continues. And it will keep pace, to be clear.
2: Continues. For another 68 minutes, yes. If the characters in this movie had crawled through my screen, (laughs) right? (laughs) Unfolded their skin and Cthulhu had done like a small quiz on (laughs) Friends Season 6. It would not be as crazy. Nope. Is what actually happens in this fucking film. <laughs> God awful
0: movie. 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 Welcome back to the GameCast where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because this is the Internet and that's how it works now. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back.
1: No idea, Noah. I have no idea. <laughs> to answer your question.
0: Right, so you're gonna, that answers a lot of the questions I have in the notes. I got, I'm going to be honest with you. Man sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir?
2: Christmas-tacular.
0: I, there's nothing-tacular going on here today. Christmas. So... <laughs> So Heath, I feel like you've already answered this question, but I have to ask it anyway. Tell us what will we break. I have no idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what we're gonna be breaking down today. It's It's called a karate Christmas miracle. I know that. That we know. And that is all I know. It 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 entirely doesn't involve those words. No it's I mean, A, like there's an indefinite article that could apply to some of the stuff. I don't know. There's barely any karate. Christmas nope. is hardly featured. It's certainly not a miracle. No, nope, no. Well, a karate Christmas miracle is what we watched, though.
2: Yeah. It's like he's testifying at a Senate hearing. I don't recall. A karate <laughs> Christmas. <hearing. laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm just muting my mic and conferring with my attorney.
0: <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie?
2: Well, if you love leaving passive aggressive post-it notes for your wife, but they don't dishonor the victims of a mass shooting <laughs> enough, yes! you will love this movie. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, yeah. So this is a film
0: from the moldy bucket of monkey shit that is Ken Delvecchio's mind. He, we, we've, we've done his movies before. He was the creative mind behind The Life Zone and Cries of the Unborn, two films about how morally ambiguous it is when you kidnap women and force them to birth children against their will. You decide. Yeah, right. Well <laughs> Pro so, choice And here's the thing, right? So The Cries of the Unborn was the sequel. It was a, So The Life Zone was all about them kidnapping these women and forcing them to, to bear children. And then The Cries of the Unborn was this weird sequel thing where a jury was watching that movie and trying to decide who the bad guy was, right? It
1: was Ken Delvecchio.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> now, imagine how fucking weird it would have been to watch The Cries of the Unborn if we hadn't watched The Life Zone first. Sure. Right? That's what we did here.
1: Oh!
2: This
0: movie <laughs> is... This, I'm going to go ahead and cue the listeners in on this in advance and because we didn't know any, any of this going through it. But this is a sequel to a pro-gun movie that Ken Del Vecchio made in the wake of the Aurora Theater shooting. About a guy who dressed as a clown and shot up a theater called the Aurora Palace that was also owned by a lady named Aurora Palace. It's all very confusing, but that's and and then his character in that movie dies. This is him bringing that character back to life in a mostly unrelated karate. movie.
1: Wait, what's what's the name of that movie? It's
0: either Joker's Wild or Joker's (laughs) Poltergeist. That's
1: a bad start. What's the
2: title of the movie? Well, it's either (laughs) one of the following. It depends on what free platform you're watching (laughs) it on. Yep. Yeah, unless you're talking about some
0: early Jackie Chan film, something from some (laughs) foreign market that got reintroduced several times. No, it's just he couldn't decide what the... He had a better idea for the name of the movie at some point and changed it.
2: So, Noah, just to be clear, the reason why we watched... I'm going to go ahead and say... Indiscernible nonsense. <laughs> yes. For an hour and thirty-one minutes is because we were not well versed enough in the Vecchio verse. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and here's the thing.
0: So Ken Del Vecchio has a habit of getting minor celebrities, like whatever the next step up is from Cameo, he uses that. <laughs> right? And and in his movie Joker's Wild poltergeist or whatever he had eric roberts and martin cove crease from the karate kid movies oh. and the cobra guy and so he just reused footage from those guys in this movie so that this movie also had eric roberts and martin cove <laughs> okay so, okay <sighs> yes yeah, so i just i really just untied the knot for you guys did i not
2: here's what's weird most people upon hearing they were unversed in the vecchio verse would be like oh that's nice for me in my life (laughs) i am disappointed i'm like oh man this is why i wanted to do uh, the vecchio verse in order man (laughs) in order they released them not
0: in chronological order of the stories guys come on okay
2: well i'm not watching a wrestling christmas musical until i'm sure i'm caught up on the full vecchio verse amen
0: amen brother all right, so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at Be the worst at?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with best worst film festival appearance. Wait, what? Which this movie has. It appeared on opening night at the Hoboken International Film Festival. What? Which was founded and chaired by Ken Delvecchio. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's rough. Yep. So I checked out their Facebook page and... <laughs> um couple things about the Hoboken International Film Festival. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. First of all, according to Fox, it's one of the 10 biggest film festivals in the world. What? Okay. That's not true at all. No. I looked up that exactly and not once did this appear on any list. (laughs) Even the ones that were way larger than 10. No. No. Incorrect. But, you know, Fox said it, so I I guess that tracks. And this is also from their Facebook page. It says... The best submissions will be rewarded with cash prizes in nearly ten categories. What? <laughs> nearly? nearly <ten. laughs>
2: how? How near?
1: It doesn't say.
0: He's hedging his bets on how many categories there's going to
2: be. Yep, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> if you guys could, we oh. get on TikTok and fake a pro life film. Do you think we could win the Hoboken International Film Festival? I think we could take second place. If it still
1: exists, yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Obviously, Ken's going to take first. If works. there's
1: as many as two categories. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> One is nearly 10. <laughs> okay. So I was going to go with best worst newspaper clippings. So central to this film is that this kid is collecting newspaper clippings about his dad who is at the Theater shooting that happened in the previous movie, right? And instead, it is not hard to fake newspaper clippings. And barring that, hey, when we're only seeing them from a distance, you could use real, just clippings from a newspaper. But no, they have printed out kind of newsy looking shit on eight and a half by 11 pieces of fucking printer paper and yep. used those instead.
1: And they just kind of like lazily crumpled it a little bit.
2: Yep. <laughs> to yep. Make yeah. It seem newspaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's amazing. And see, I was going to go with a Vecchio Verse special best, worst, prominently displayed legal books. Yeah. So, for those not familiar with the Vecchio Verse, of the two things Candel Vecchio is famous for, one, being disbarred as a municipal judge for advertising his movies to people as they were paying their parking tickets. But two (laughs) is he is somehow tangentially related to two very poor selling legal books. And those books will appear in every fucking shot in this movie, (laughs) like a, my pillow sponsorship. It's bizarre.
1: (laughs) People are drinking out of them like Coke. It makes no sense. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, I'll tell you what, we may have actually bitten off more than we can chew with this one. So we're going to pause for a quick break, but when we come back, we'll dive into all the disbarment level insanity. That is a karate Christmas miracle. This podcast is sponsored by better help.
2: Hey Eli, what's you doing, man? Did Ooh. you, did you try to climb a stair again? Or? No, no, no. It's nothing like that. It's just, you know, Made it past the holidays, and that was uh, that was a lot. You know, that was it was a lot. Well, it seems like you could really use somebody to talk to. No, nope, no, nope. I, I need less people talking. Like so much less talking. No, no, not been.
0: like that. I, I mean, a licensed professional therapist from BetterHelp.
2: Wait. I can talk to a therapist about stuff like holiday stress and family drama.
0: You sure can. And with BetterHelp, you can do it all securely online. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly
2: video or phone sessions. That does sound good. But what if I don't like the therapist they assign me? Am I stuck with them like my cousin Rick's girlfriend who showed up without telling anybody? Not at all.
0: BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. All right, I'm in. Where do I sign up? Just visit betterhelp.com awful. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Plus, as a special offer for Godolphin Off listeners,
2: get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com awful. All right. Hey, any chance BetterHelp could get my cousin Rick not to bring his girlfriend next year? I don't, I don't think so. She has a tattoo of her kid on her face. I, I know, man,
0: I saw we we all saw, yeah.
1: So, w- what did the home say?
0: Well, they said he's too young. They can't admit him.
2: Ah, damn it! Ladies and gentlemen, Renaissance man, Ken DelVecchio. I said, Renaissance man, Ken Delvecchio. Oh. Yeah. Hooray! Okay.
1: I applaud you now. Yeah. Hey, Ken. Uh, we want to talk to you.
2: Uh, bada bing! I want to talk to you. I got, I got a new movie. It's, it's a movie. It's called a karate Christmas miracle. No. Okay. That,
0: that great. But, but we need to talk to you about these legal charges. So
2: anyway, it started my son and my wife. And it's all about how if I was dead, you would remember all the good stuff I did, like all the homeless people I helped and how good at karate Christmas miracles I was and
1: gazebo. Sorry. And the gazebo. Just is that what you said? Let
2: it,
0: let it, let, Ken, Ken, if you want to talk to your wife, I think it's probably. And, better.
2: And I died in 9 11.
1: Nope. What? No, you did not.
2: The Aurora shooting. I died in the Aurora nope. shooting, but only because I didn't get a chance to do my
1: karate. Okay. Chris, just, just going right past that. Are you holding an empty bottle of witch hazel. Ken, Ken,
0: do you you really want to make a movie about how much everybody would appreciate you if you had died in the Aurora mass shooting? Or are you just trying to get around speaking to your wife? Movie.
1: All right, man, we'll make the movie. I think he drank a bottle of witch hazel. Again.
0: And we're back for the breakdown and we're going to open up firmly inside the public domain. Get Carol of the Bells rendered as boringly as you can possibly do that beautiful piece of music.
2: Oh, and we're listening to Ken Delvecchio try to find the right volume for the movie. Right? <laughs> so, Hark, hear the bow? No, you can feel his fingers on the knob as you make your way into these credits.
0: So, yeah, so so we head inside a house where we meet Abby. She's setting the table, and she almost puts out too many plates, but then she remembers that her husband is dead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> From a sequel.
0: <laughs> a year ago. Prequel. We're going to find out later that it has been a yeah. year.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I know some people watch these movies along with us. If you don't have the time to watch these movies along with us, it's on YouTube it's on Tubi and stuff like that. But you can just look at the one quarter full salad bowl <laughs> that they put out for this opening shot. <laughs> just really just pause it and look at that for like 10, 15 seconds. You've gotten the full scope of this film. It's
1: a very small salad. I'm
0: not wasting the whole goddamn bag of salad for a prop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cut up like a 16th of an onion for this that's yeah. weird you have 15 <laughs> 16ths of an onion in your fridge now
0: <laughs> so yeah so she sets out the small salad they're having for dinner she calls for her son jesse but he doesn't come so she goes upstairs to get him and he is it's just gonna get weirder from here so just buckle in now folks he is reciting trivia to his dad's headshot while wearing a karate uniform.
1: That's not weird. I've been there. You, <laughs> you make your dead dad proud with trivia. You wear a gi to make, take it seriously. It's not. I feel like that was judging. Everyone mourns in their own way. No. Okay.
0: All right. No,
2: fair, fair. Now, to be granted, Heath is forty, so it's a little bit more upsetting than this child. I'm better <laughs> at him yeah. than
1: karate. karate so well, right,
2: probably. Well, he's him. only a yellow belt at this point. Heath, I wouldn't just say that because Ken DelVecchio will drive to your house with his son and be like, "Fight my child."
1: <laughs> I will happily. Win or lose a fight to Ken Delvecchio and his child. Uh,
0: he's like, I will happily fight this guy's kid.
2: <laughs> now, now we're gonna.
1: This is how we make it in the newspaper, okay? We had that <laughs> lovely
2: Washington <laughs> Post thing, and now it's gonna be like podcaster loses karate fight question <laughs> mark.
1: So <laughs> it'll be in a local Jersey paper where like that happens three other times. That's fair. That. Yeah, yeah so. that's, that's fair. True. That's good.
2: So okay,
0: they interject mom in the weirdest fucking way. So The kid is naming the presidents backwards. Right. And he said he gets to Nixon and mom cuts in and goes, Richard, Nixon was impeached.
1: Nope, was not impeached. I wrote that down. And then the kid was like, Nixon wasn't impeached. And I was like, nice pedantic, just like me. Good right. job, movie. So, oh,
0: yeah. The kid's like, fuck up, mom. I'm talking to dead dad's headshot. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is a normal thing you do. And I wrote in my
0: notes at this point, you can take him, mom. He's only a yellow belt. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so he explains to his mom that he's got this list of trivia tasks that includes memorizing the last 10 presidents and getting a black belt before Christmas Day. And if he completes all of them, then his dead dad will come back to life on Christmas Day. Yep. That is the
1: plot of the movie. He's going to resurrect or find his missing dad who's probably dead. Maybe. We didn't know because we didn't watch the prequel.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: And here's how much worse it is. He's already done all the tasks except for the
2: karate at the start of the movie. Right. Yeah, they could have Yeah
0: <laughs> Exactly. We get him crossing I mean, nine off the list. I assume
2: ten. these other tasks took place in Joker's Wild, but <laughs> <laughs> if you're coming in cold like we were, it's really weird to start the list on number ten. Oh it's, speaking of coming cold, I have to point this out
0: mom's like come on dinner's gonna get cold she's like dinner's always cold you're a terrible cook i'm like it's salad
1: it's salad we saw it (laughs) how fucking i'm gonna throw this in the microwave this is ridiculous (laughs) you never had a new jersey hot salad Ooh, (laughs) just
2: just blowing the
1: steam off it.
2: a little mozzarella
1: (laughs) oh hot lettuce by the way this character's name is jesse yes genesis yes and his dad is Bob <laughs> Genesis.
0: Yep. Bob and Abby Genesis. Yeah. Jesus. Uh-huh. So, okay. So now we head over to this very sad karate studio where they
2: definitely film porn at night. Here's what's upsetting about reviewing Ken Delvecchio's movies now that I live in New Jersey. <laughs> Everything in this movie is a 20 minute drive from my house. <laughs> Right, they show the bar's name a bunch of times. So I googled that, and I was like, "I wonder if there's a karate studio." Yep, karate <laughs> studio. I could, I could do a walking tour
1: of a karate Christmas miracle. I had the exact <laughs> same Google experience as you, <laughs> so. And I actually have a scavenger hunt planned for us.
2: Yes. Oh, nice, nice. I, I can't wait till the next time we go to visit Eli. And at the end, you find Ken Delvecchio and you have to have a conversation with him. It's a punishment. And a karate fight with his son. Yeah, exactly. And you, yeah, fight exactly. <laughs> and you yeah. karate fight his son. Yeah. <laughs> so, all
0: right. But so, okay, we're at the karate studio. Jesse Genesis is, is doing his little karate fight or whatever to move up a belt. Mom's there, but she's on the phone, hard at work at her marketing
1: job. What? Mm hmm. Is marketing, according to the movie? Such a great question. What do they think that is?
2: There's going to be a a large emphasis put on applesauce. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And gravy. I would love to
0: hear Ken Delvecchio's answer to that question. What is marketing? In 25 words or less, Ken. Great question.
1: She seems to be a marketer who represents the entire, like, Applesauce Consortium? Right, in the, the, the concept
0: of applesauce. Or the, yeah. the,
1: the, the gravy council? Like, yeah.
0: And, I, <laughs> well, right, because it's always a different thing. She's talking about candy at this point, And I honestly started feeling like at a certain point that Ken Vecchio thinks marketing is like, you know, applesauce pays you money and then you call each individual person and give them the hard sell on applesauce. Right, you pitch them <laughs>
2: applesauce. Because that's what she's always doing on the phone.
1: Hello, Mott. Oh, no, you're already apples. I don't understand my job, actually. Who (laughs) buys it? And even if Ken's excuse would be like, well, obviously, I couldn't
2: use a branded thing for the movie. He knows that marketing isn't like pitching the thing. Like, you don't look at a Coke commercial and Coke is like soda. Am I right? (laughs) Yum.
1: (laughs) Chocolate carbonated water. The best. (laughs)
0: So, yeah, but so he explains once more that he has to earn his black belt before Christmas, which is five days away. He's a yellow belt at the time in order to resurrect dad. And look,
2: I'm no karate master. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm tired of having to clarify that on the air, by the way. Yes. Are you not a black belt? Well, no, I'm a Taekwondo. Oh, of course. Yeah, And I'm a second degree black belt. Heath, keep up.
1: Also, it's pronounced karate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. How Ken Delvecchio pronounces yes. it for sure? I don't think what this child is doing is karate. Is there rolling around on the ground in karate? I I don't man look,
1: you're I not, mean if you fall that, that <laughs> I feel like you That would to, happen to me.
2: They're <laughs> doing they're doing the squeezy UFC stuff. I think they're, that's yeah. not karate. Yeah, jiu-jitsu Jiu-Jitsu, type jiu-jitsu type and stuff. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah grappling. Yeah, I feel like that's not karate. I
0: don't really know what the where the dividing line is where it be- goes from karate to jiu-jitsu. I'm like We we would really have to bring in Ken Delvecchio and his kid for that one.
1: <laughs> I believe karate is the way of the open fist. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ken,
2: if you're listening, and we know you are, get, get back to us. Let us know where the karate begins and ends in this film. All
0: right, so then we cut from there to scenes from the last film. Again, we did not know that. So all we get is just weird random shots of Eric Roberts delivering a, like, generic Batman villain speech. Okay,
2: but it's very clearly Ken Del Vecchio's inner monologue. Yes. Which is the most terrifying thing about the movie, right? It, it's always like, they laughed at me when I got fired from my job as a municipal judge. But I'm allowed to buy a gun. I can buy as many guns as I want. I'm Ken Delvecchio. Yeah.
0: And by the way, we, we cut to this so violently that I assume this is what, like, he had taped this movie over. Right. <laughs> there is no transitional material. It's just suddenly Eric Roberts is like, and when I was a kid and I peed myself, I just, a lot of people have that problem up until their early teens. I just want to make sure that everybody is aware that that's not really something that you should make fun of people for.
1: Wow. Okay. Ken DeVecchio did a home video with Eric Roberts. They forgot about it and they've put it on this movie. That, yeah. We had no idea what was happening. There's like, it's like a scenario from Saw. So Eric Roberts is some kind of bad guy. Yeah. Is he supposed to be the evil clown guy at the Aurora shooting? Is yes. that who he is? Yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So the movie still doesn't make any sense. But yeah. no. That makes no a, uh-huh. a little bit more sense right now.
2: For those of you who want to relive our lived experience, however, this gets set up throughout the movie and never pays off. So our notes are just they're just fucking like tied together string and pushpins desperately (laughs) trying to follow.
0: Well, right, because it's presented like the thing that's going to be explained in the third act.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just did a control F for what? 67. <laughs> 67 what? Oh,
2: you're, you're going to get a lot more of those if you include W U T I I wrote that yeah. one a lot. <laughs> so yeah, so and then we get some
0: like uber lazy exposition in the form of, correct me if I'm wrong, handing over the parts of the script that explain this aspect of the story. Yep. Right? They're supposed to be headlines, but again, they're just printed on eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper.
2: Sure are. Sure are.
0: <laughs> yeah, but what we learned from them is that a mysterious clown shot up a theater and that's where dad disappeared.
2: And Jesse was dreaming what we just saw. Yes, right?
0: it was a nightmare because we cut from there to him waking up and yelling for his mom. OK,
2: I-, I wrote in my notes. I had a terrible nightmare that Eric Roberts had to do whatever movie he was offered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True story.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: no, and then, and by the way, clearly mom stopped to do her hair and makeup before responding to her screaming child, so. Yeah. And he explains the dream in vivid detail, like we didn't just fucking watch it. Yeah. To which mom says, and I quote, Jesse, why did you dream of that?
1: Are you a fucking prophet? <laughs> you have to, t- you, know, you know what, never <laughs> You're a child, is, your dad didn't get killed by Eric Robert's in a Saw scenario. I don't know why I would say that. Anyway, my husband's headshot is very attractive. I have it right here on the desk. Oh, check it God. out.
0: Let's make sure we look at that every 11 seconds in this film. Second only to the legal books. All right, Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, but she tucks the kid back in, puts him back to bed, and then she goes to check out his resurrect dad checklist. This is where she finds his drawer full of
2: eight and a half by 11 inch news clips. Yep. Yes, it is. It's a zine. <laughs> the town uses more of a
1: zine than a newspaper. So, And, okay, this is, again, where knowing there was a prequel would have helped. In my head, it was like, this woman sees these newspaper clippings and is like, hold on, did my husband get kidnapped by a clown during a mass shooting? Probably yes. And that's, like, what she's learned here. Yeah. But that's literally what happened is what we're saying.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I just want to give a big shout out to Past Heath for writing, this is going to get solved with Karate. (laughs) i also hope because i was
1: so excited at this point (laughs) yeah early in the movie i'm like oh my god literally eric roberts the evil clown did something like stole this kid's dad during a mass shooting karate will solve this i'm so goddamn happy
0: yeah no right no the the movie certainly sets it up like this kid's gonna have to kick eric roberts ass with his ninja skills but no they never anything like that
2: but a drunk art teacher will double Guess herself, so you know it all works. Out. Yeah.
0: Okay. So then we cut to. Okay. So then Kent Delvecchio justifies the drone he bought, so that we can do a, an establishing shot of the college where apparently Kent Delvecchio's
1: wife works. Oh uh, yeah, Caldwell University. It's a Catholic missionary. Type
0: okay, so college, college is in, in air quotes. There, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So and this is where we're going to meet a character that will eventually be named Elizabeth.
2: Oh, I have her down as Professor Lady. The whole, yeah, movie. right. Oh, right. did she get a name?
0: Yeah, in the third act, or actually late in the second act. Cool. But yeah, so she is a legal professor, and she is teaching a.
1: <laughs>
0: See, this guy's a fucking lawyer.
2: We'd know he's actually. He was been a judge, the, right? He was a judge. He's still he a judged. Lawyer. He hit a gavel, and the legal consequences of what came out of his mouth happened. Yes, presumably more than once. So, yeah, so the teacher lady
0: is doing the darkest possible timeline version of a Thomas takes the bar question here, <laughs> right? She's teaching her little class and she's killing the crowd work, by the way. Oh. They're eating out of her hands.
2: Yeah, both of the students are loving this. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is supposed to be comedy, right? Yep. Is it? It is unbearable. I'm trying to think <laughs> of a way to communicate what it's. It is church improv team. Quits on the spot, so the coach who used the slur that caused the team to quit riffs her way for ninety minutes. Oh, uh, improvises that is,
1: a Jordan Peterson lecture on the yeah, spot. Yeah, this is the yeah,
2: and the audience is doing the exact same
0: chuckle, chuckle, cut, chuckle, chuckle, cut after every line. It's getting increasingly comical as
1: we go. They couldn't yeah. get a second. Chuckle cut. Nope. No, no. It's the same <laughs> one. The same tree gets passed by the people chuckling. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So she's trying to tell this hypothetical bar question kind of type thing, and she says she's doing it Christmas themed. So she says, "All right, so y'all are I'm I'm Santa, and y'all are like little reindeer, but this is what she literally says, but without the horns because they remind me of that Satan fella, and I don't like him." Cool, 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 what? cool. <laughs> I just love it. I So reindeers don't have horns, first of all. That's just one of the many things that are bizarre about that statement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> but she goes through this incredibly long bit about how Santa gets drunk and he's in a bar fight. I'm making it sound funny. Trust me, it's not.
2: Yeah. Right? Prancers glass and yeah. people left and right. <laughs> <laughs> There's surfers and greasers and Santa breaks a chair off in someone's ass.
1: Right. So are you describing SantaCon? Because that's like a real yeah, thing right. I've, yeah, exactly. I've seen personally in New York City. Its
2: origins are in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: this is the seed from
2: whence it grows. We found that. Yeah, there you go.
1: But seriously, this is her Thomas takes the bar exam question. Like Santa gets in a brawl at this bar, him and the reindeer, and Santa murders a greaser right before the greaser was going to kill Rudolph the reindeer with a whiskey bottle. Mm -hmm. And the question is, is that justified murder? Is that aggravated assault or simple assault or
0: whatever? Well, yeah, right. And as she's asking the question, Jesse, the karate kid, shows up in the back of the room and he goes, a duck. Right? (laughs) This weird fucking moment where like, he is the only one in the law class that knows the correct answer, which is that santa like richard nixon did nothing wrong
1: (laughs) okay kendall Vecchio was a real judge i know was a judge i don't think you're allowed to kill a human being to save a reindeer no matter what (laughs) no legally no what are you talking about
0: also there will never be a reason for any of this to have happened like none of this comes back in the the kid is not even there in the next scene Right. He's not involved in this in any fucking way. OK, so we cut from there to this law professor. Lady Elizabeth is now having a meeting with Jesse's mom, Abby. All right. Apparently, this meeting was set up by some independent third parties such that the law professor has no idea what it's about or or something They're both
2: confused why they're in the scene. You can watch them trying to work out as actors why this scene is happening.
1: They both walk in holding like ransom notes with magazine letters on it. All right, I was told to meet you here. (laughs) So was I.
0: All right, should we
1: talk about something?
0: So, and what's supposed to be happening here is Elizabeth is trying to move Abby along and get her the hell out of here. She doesn't want to be part of this meeting, right? So she's about to give her the... I really think you should leave speech that ends with extending your hand to shake, but she extends her hand before she starts doing the speech. Yep. So she just stands there and does the whole you should leave speech with her hands sticking out.
1: That is... Eight minutes of the movie.
2: It, yep. it was rough. She gets tired. You watch her hand yes. drop a little and she's like, nope, nope, too obvious, too obvious. <laughs> and then
0: Abby doesn't shake her hand and she just uses it to prop herself up on the desk. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> she fixes the hair on the desk. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, but mom isn't buying this please leave bullshit. So she explains to Elizabeth, the law professor. That when she was a girl of 16, she went to a psychic fair. I wrote my notes. The exponential growth of this movie's insanity is terrifying.
1: (laughs) And continues. And it will keep pace, to be clear. (laughs) Con-
0: For another
2: 68 minutes, yes.
1: Exponential. Noah said exponential, but literally that's true, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) It's not hyperbolic.
2: If the characters in this movie had crawled through my screen, (laughs) right, unfolded their skin, and Cthulhu had done like a small quiz on Friends Season 6, it would not be as crazy.
1: Nope.
2: As what actually happens in this fucking film. (laughs) So... Yeah, so she tells her she went to a
0: psychic fair when she was 16 and the psychic told her that someday her husband would go on a journey. That's it. And just as you're like, wow, even in the movie, the psychics are terrible. The mom, Abby, says to Elizabeth, she says that psychic was you.
2: Yep. (laughs) And this is where Elizabeth explains she didn't like being a psychic because her psychic powers were icky. She was always seeing dead bodies and stuff. Yeah. So actually, I've I've transcribed the
0: line where she explains that. So oh, just please. so that you guys understand what kind of shit we're working our way through here. Here is Elizabeth's line. And I quote, I used to help the police. They wanted me to help them find missing people. And you know what I found? I found a bunch of dead bodies. It's all I could see. And I don't want to see a bunch of dead bodies, okay? You have no idea what it's like to see dead bodies. And erg, it's just creepy, creeped me out so much that I didn't want to do it anymore.
1: (laughs) I had to quit being a psychic because I was too good. My psychic powers were too good. I got complaints.
2: You know, now that I hear you say it, it reminds me of Kraken testimony. So I am sort of oh, coming yeah. into Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. right. They got a lot of lawyers like this. But all the lines are
0: delivered like that. It's just this random, weird, repetitive nonsense. It's like fucking automatic writing acted out.
2: It is as though, you know how Christopher Guest... Gives them like one sentence for their characters and then says, this is what needs to happen in this scene. It's like, that's what Ken Del Vecchio did with these actors. Absolutely. Except he like got them from a nursing homes dementia ward.
1: And his one word was karate for the yeah, whole it, movie. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> karate. One of them got karate. One of them got Christmas. And one of them got miracle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and one of them got A. <laughs>
0: So, okay, yeah. So, but she's like, but you're a psychic. You have to help me figure out what happened to my husband. Here's his pocket knife. See if you can get any psychic sniff off of this, right? So Elizabeth picks up the knife and she just yells the word karate. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep. like like parkour you know it's just yep. no, like that's a quote again it was like yeah so he got kidnapped then karate and I was just like what the fuck <laughs> is happening did they hear it
0: <laughs> she says well my son is trying to get his black belt by Christmas to bring his dad back and the psychic's like yeah I know I get it that makes sense sure,
2: sure. that might happen <laughs> this movie's written by a gibbering idiot so <laughs> really anything could happen <laughs>
1: But seriously, it's a psychic. So she's like, "Oh, if your son gets a black belt, dad'll get rescued from the uh, the kidnapper." Yeah, um, maybe, maybe that'll happen. <laughs> I'm a psychic. Yeah, right. That is too good.
2: I haven't seen the rest of the script. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. So okay, now we're we're back home. Jesse and mom are sitting down to some pizza. Jesse presents her with a birdhouse that she has to paint. It's on his insanity list. You see?
2: Yeah. Also. They keep their canned goods in the living room, which is the most scary thing about this scene.
1: (laughs) In one of those restaurant racks for dry storage, very clearly.
2: Yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah. Very clearly, Ken DelVecchio at some point, like, hit a sale on green beans and came home with 144 <laughs> cans. And his wife was like, Kenny, where are we going to put those? And he was like, right here in the living I room. I also
1: bought a dry storage yeah, bag right, for right, an right, entire right. room of cans. The restaurant was going
2: out of business, and these things are they're sturdy. We can offer them to people as they store their shoes underneath it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Would you care for some green beans, Eric Roberts? Yeah. So,
0: yeah, speaking of which, we, we cut to another <laughs> Eric Roberts nightmare where he's explaining how he's going to give people nightmares.
1: Oh, God. Sorry. Just a complete tangent, but it just occurred to me that uh, another nightmare at Ken Delvecchio's house in real reality, there are dinner parties that have Eric Roberts, Robert Loja, and we're about to find Martin Cove in this movie, too. Ken Delvecchio is friends with all those people. Martin Cove is the. The Cobra Kai guy, he's John Kreese yep. from the Cobra Kai dojo.
0: I don't think he's like because like when these guys appear in his movies, they're always like sitting behind a desk with none of the other characters in the movie using like a type of camera that the rest of the movie doesn't <laughs> use and shit like that. So like, I don't think he's ever actually met. Like I, there, there's something that's one step up from cameo and that's what he's doing.
1: Do you think Ken Vecchio got those three people off of weird charges in New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, I, all right, right. I feel you like don't Eric have Roberts, to pay Robert Loja, and Martin Cove did some weird, <laughs> evil shit. All three of them separately in Jersey.
2: Those three men screamed DUI on the New Jersey highway, yeah.
1: and- absolutely. Yeah. All right, and yelled at the cops about who started the wars. Yeah, <laughs> like that. there you go.
2: It's all coming together. See, we didn't think this movie made sense, but we're solving a mystery anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so the, the
0: kid wakes up from his nightmare, and they, they run the kid rolling around yelling for his mom way too long on this bit. Yep. But he wakes up, and he says, I saw a dad in my dreams. He was making some convoluted argument about the constitutionality of guns <laughs> at a theater. Again,
2: we're going to find this out later, on Christmas Day. Where there was a mass shooting, which you got to admit, is pretty funny, right? When you show up to be like, oh, no, let me tell you the thing about guns. Okay. All right. You got me. (laughs) me.
1: That is kind of funny.
2: We are hard selling Joker's
0: Wild. (laughs) That episode is going to come up, I'm sure. So, yeah. So mom's like, honey, your dad's not going to come back to life. That would be a terrible plot for a movie. And to which Jesse's like, well, then how do you explain my dreams? That's his real question.
2: Yep. And his mom is like, you know what? You got me. Yeah, you got me.
0: exactly right.
2: <laughs> By the way, I think we've pointed this out already. This is Ken Delvecchio's actual son, the giant baby of Delvecchio fame. Oh, that's right. This is the this child is the giant baby. You're right.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, he's had quite a cinematic <laughs> career here on God Off
2: Poor bastard. Which performance do you think was more (laughs) pivotal? Karate Christmas musical or Giant Baby in the Life Zone? I think
0: Giant Baby in the Life Zone, obviously. But yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So then we cut to mom on the phone having a weird, incredibly long, bafflingly incorrect conversation about gravy. Okay,
2: (laughs) okay. I'm a vegan, so it's been a while. But I was like, I don't think Kendall Vecchio has seen people food in a couple of decades (laughs) because it's definitely alien in its first body trying to describe gravy. There's so
0: much weird. She's talking about how you where you put gravy and where you don't. Apparently, she's supposed to be like talking to Big Gravy about their new ad campaign or something. Yeah. But yeah, she keeps saying, she's like, oh, no, yeah, people put gravy on everything milkshakes, hamburgers, you know, name it. She says you could put gravy on chicken. Do you put gravy on chicken? I guess you could, on maybe on fried chicken, like a chicken fried?
1: Yeah, like a southern fried chicken. Yeah, 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 or yeah, chicken. something like that. Hey, I guess you, you could. The, put that white gravy? Put gravy on that, sure, I guess. You can put gravy on whatever you want. They have to let you, is <laughs> my experience
2: with
0: it. Actually, there are a number of things they won't, they do not have to let you put gravy on. Keith, we out. don't
2: need to adjudicate this on the air. You and that Chuck E. Cheese are coming to a mutual settlement online. Listen, I
1: wanted a malted with au jus, so I asked for it, and I'm. they have it in the back. I know you have it. And and You have a French dip, that, you have a malted. That rat put his hands on you first,
2: so everything you did exactly. afterwards... Is
1: is legal, True. much like
2: Santa in that
1: <laughs> The way of the open fist. At
2: this point, my notes are literally just, hey guys, I think I might not speak English anymore. <laughs> yeah, but she wraps
0: up her gravy conversation. This only exists in the script, by the way, because we have to establish that she's just always working, right? Yeah. That's how we do that. We do it like 11 times with her. So, but she wraps up that conversation and she's sitting around with the old neighbor who is now about to graduate from graduate school normally we would just refer to that as the de- by the degree she was about to get but fine she's about to graduate from
2: graduate school and is babysitting on holiday break imagine how bad the attempt for Ken Delvecchio to write what graduating from graduate school is like had to go for them to settle on this as line.
1: <laughs> he must have gone to law school, right? Yes!
2: Did he? I don't think it's possible. I think we're going to find somewhere in New Jersey law that, like, if you eat uh, the big pizza at Jimmy
1: John's Jigglypuff <laughs> in Hoboken, is passing the bar. you're a judge. <laughs> Him and Vinny Bag of Donuts. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So
0: yeah, so her and the fucking PhD babysitter or whatever are gonna gonna have this weird ass conversation that includes the line, you know, ever since his dad meant missing, no second thing. <laughs> no what no is this god takes. awful movie? No We're second not gonna <laughs>
2: take. <It's> fucking
0: Brando. <laughs> yeah, she's like the the babysitter's like, well, how is your son handling his you know the disappearance of his dad? And she's like, oh, he's doing great. He thinks that if he gets a black belt by Christmas, his dad will come back to life. Yep. And he has
2: psychic dreams. Yes, right.
1: Yeah. And this graduate student in child psychology is like, yeah, I've studied that. That's basic child psychology. Yeah. You, think, blah, you get a black belt. That's anti-kidnapping magic. Uh, kids do that all the time. Classic. And then th- this child psychology graduate student says, oh, so yeah, I mean, that's tough. What did your grief counselor say is, is a good idea for, you know, talking to your son about this? <laughs> and the mom is like, he said... Hat, <laughs> cue card. <laughs> ah, fuck you, therapy's not real. And for the rest of the movie, I was like, oh, wow. This is like the literal worst mom. This is such bad parenting. Terrible parenting.
0: Yeah, and what's funny is the whole movie is kind of about the fact that she's a bad mom, but not for failing to get him proper like therapy or counseling at this point, for... Constantly being on her gravy conversations
1: for being gainfully employed by the gravy industry, (laughs) failing to appreciate Ken Delvecchio, but mostly
2: that last one. Yeah, well,
0: right, and how awesome his karate
2: skills were. (laughs) And this scene literally ends in a line that is so fucking funny. I and I always say like, oh, I laugh. I literally had to pause the movie to laugh at it. They finish, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we didn't get him therapy. And then the final line of the scene before the cut is, <clears throat> "Yes, does he have any dietary restrictions? Cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what. I feel like the
0: audience, as well as us, are still kind of coming to grips with the knowledge that weird for Ken Vecchio is apparently a thing. So we're going to pause for a quick break, but we'll be back in a flash with even more of A Karate Christmas Miracle.
2: None of those things.
1: Okay, now tell him to set the food down. Set the food down and step backwards with your hands over your mouth. Hey,
0: guys, what you you doing? Why why are you pointing a sniper rifle at
1: the pizza delivery guy? Uh, it's a little thing called Caution Noah. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, how else are we supposed to get food? And do not say vent-based heist, because we already had that argument
0: many times. I, I mean, if you guys are looking for a safe way to have food and essentials delivered, why not just try Postmates? What's Postmates? With Postmates, I get all my favorite food from the local restaurants in my neighborhood delivered. No leaving the house and even better, no getting in the car and finding a parking space. And Postmates isn't all just burritos and sushi. I can order things like toothpaste and phone chargers on demand too. That's because places like Walgreens and 7-Eleven are also on Postmates. Wow, that sounds convenient and safe. It is. And my favorite part is that the app lets me know that my food or item has been delivered. Everything is right outside my door. It's so cool. It never gets old.
1: Okay, so you're saying just no need for a sniper rifle at all?
0: Just in in general, but yeah, specifically here. And for a limited time, Postmates has given our listeners a little something. (laughs) New customers are going to get $20 off their first order of $30 or more when they use the code AWFUL. That's code AWFUL to get $20 off your first order of $30 or more. Just download the Postmates app or sign up online. It's super easy. Offer subject to change taxes and fees apply. Offer valid for 30 days after you add the promo code to your account.
2: All right, Noah, we're in. Thanks, Postmates. Postmates.
0: Okay, so so what do you say? You want to you let the pizza guy go?
1: Make him do the Macarena first, but then yes. Do the Macarena. No, like he means it. Make him do it like he means it. Like you mean it. Come on, Greg.
0: Hey, podcast listener. You know, if we've learned anything from the films of Ken Vecchio, it's that... There needs to be a more robust vetting process for municipal judges. But if we learned anything else from the movies of Ken Delvecchio, it's that movies are an excellent way to send passive-aggressive messages to your spouse. So without further ado... This summer, an all-new passive-aggressive triple feature.
2: Oh, hello, darling wife. I've made you a hot cup of coffee because I love you. Now, if you'll just wait the one second it takes me to put it down on the table in front of you. No, can't wait.
0: I must have that coffee right now.
2: Oh, no. You've spilled the coffee I was handing you, and now I've burned to death.
0: The guy who burned to death because his wife wouldn't wait for him to just hand her the coffee. And don't miss. Wow, that knife is uh, way sharper than you need one to just cut tomatoes.
2: What's that? I couldn't hear you over the sound of me leaving the handle on this pot of boiling water turned towards the room instead of turning it sideways towards the counter. Oh,
0: that'd be safer. I'm sorry, shouldn't you curl your fingers? Oh, God, you've slipped and cut off my head. The guy who was decapitated by his wife's failure to follow basic safety practices in the kitchen. And last, but not least...
1: Okay, did you guys do cricket sounds for me? Because... I'm not married.
0: What? No. We would, we would never do that. You
1: guys totally Dude. did the zone. Nothing happened. He will die alone. What? Nothing.
2: No, it's an air conditioner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Delivery people.
0: <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. We're going to open up with a babysitter watching Jesse at karate practice.
1: It's not karate again. They're just sort of rolling around on the ground. Yeah. And also, Ken Del Vecchio's son, this actor Mario Del Vecchio, allegedly had a blue belt in karate or something in like in real life when this movie was made. A blue belt. I, I mean, yeah, right. You like you can get. Of any belt you want, whatever
0: you, want. Yep, you just it's, order it from Amazon <laughs>
2: like
1: Eli, again Eli has a black belt in something. second
2: degree yeah I say this later in my notes but like are you allowed to forbid your kid from doing a sport because it's douchey because <laughs> I am not look my parents did a great job of keeping a straight face while I was given a series of belts I am not going to be able to do that <laughs> My beautiful boy is not going to run up to me and be like, I'm a brown belt. And I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, you're a brown belt. <laughs> oh,
1: no, I'm a brown belt because I'm wearing it. So, Don't <laughs> send your kid to fight class. That's yeah. just maybe a good idea to not.
0: So, I don't know. I still haven't forgiven my mom for forbidding me from going to fight class. So, <laughs>
2: hey, you know who it's probably a better idea that they never learn deadly martial <laughs> arts? <laughs> Well, that was certainly my mom's reasoning, Eli. (laughs) But
1: most children is the answer to that, I would say. Yeah,
2: probably. D&D Beyond would be dead right now. No illusions. It would be dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So meanwhile, mom is on the phone talking up applesauce,
1: right? (sighs) Oh. I'm just still confused about what her job is. She says applesauce is the new jello. So now she's talking to people from both industries or one. I don't know. I don't know what marketing is.
2: Yeah. I just really wanted to watch her try and make an applesauce mold and <laughs> she turns the thing over and opens. <laughs> oh, it's everywhere. Oh, it's oh. not the new jello. She says you can get applesauce with maple syrup. I don't think you
1: can. Yeah, you you can. They have to let you. They have
2: to let
0: you.
1: (laughs) And Oju. (laughs) Savory sweet.
0: But then she gets a call from her dead husband's phone. The extent to which this will not factor into the plot is staggering.
2: Well, it's actually very important, Noah, because it's going to give Ken Delvecchio a chance to brag about the... Three Wednesdays, he volunteered at a local soup kitchen.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So, but then we we transitioned from advancing the kidnapping murder plot to the college where Elizabeth teaches with cartoon dog is just settling in for some fishing music.
2: Hey, you remember that Santa metaphor that went on for 17 minutes and okay. ended in a wrong thing? Well, that was just too good for one. So she's going to do a second one about the Grinch wanting to be a prison fuck buddy or something <laughs> how can he turn himself in yep yeah and this goes on for like i'm gonna
0: say conservatively three minutes before she suddenly has a psychic vision about the knife
2: there's also a reverse shot here where we realize that there is literally only one girl in her class yeah now this is not like the punchline
0: to a joke no. Nope. Right. Like she, she says, you know what, class, uh, I, I'm going to I have just had a psychic vision about this knife. I'm going to need to move on and do some plot stuff. And we cut to the class shot and there's just one person there. There's they, they had maybe he thought that was just funny all on its own, even if there was no reason for that to be happening. But I
2: think they just had the one student for that shot. And they were like, yeah, fuck it. That, that'll work. Yeah, very very clearly in between the two shots between this and the other Christmas story, two people walked out and were like, I'm sorry, you said you could get me out of those parking tickets, Mr. Delvecchio. But I'm I'm just going to pay him. I don't want to end up like Eric Roberts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but she's had a psychic vision, so she can advance the plot now. Then we head over to a diner slash soup kitchen where mom is going to follow up on the phone call she just got.
1: Yeah and she's a giant Asshole right away Are they just trying to make her out to be terrible Because she has a job is that what they're going for Here yes because she shows up and she's like Oh I'd like to eat at your re- Oh you're this is a Restaurant that's just giving out food to poor people I'm not gross here to help She's That's not. Boring. the people.
2: <laughs> hey, let's fill some time with having this argument. If you show up looking for someone and they're like, oh, no, we're a soup kitchen right now. Here's a spoon. I'd be like, no, no, no. I'm here looking for someone. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. But the movie entering a soup kitchen doesn't c-
1: contractually obligate you to volunteer. Right. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, though. Like, you do a ladle or two. I don't know. Just help <laughs> out. My new
2: prank war is I'm just going to lure you into various volunteer buildings now. Well, but so,
0: okay. And then the thing is, too, is that it's not like there's anything for her to do. They have two homeless people who apparently showed up straight from the fucking salon. (laughs) Right. But then she turns to the guy behind the counter and the weirdest conversation in all
2: of human history takes place. This sucks so much. This sucks so fucking much. She's like, are you Jay? And he's like, do I look like J? Because J is a letter of the alphabet or a bird. Am I a bird? This goes on for quite some (laughs) time. That's literally what he says. Yeah.
0: Right? And again, Kendall Vecchio is certain that this is some funny shit. And so he really leans into it. And it's just this weird, bizarre, guys, are you just making me watch this as a prank type moment? Yeah. Is this really something that Eli secretly
2: wrote and forced upon me? Ken is my next door neighbor and I was like Ken, Ken, you gotta hear me out, man We've done two of your movies You put a third one on Tubi, I will give you $11
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, as he's Explaining that he's not a bird and therefore Is not Jay And then he says, no, I'm kidding, Jay is actually In the back and he is my boss This is how I apparently respond When people come in looking for my Boss I wrote, this movie is the weirdest fucking thing that's ever Happened to me and I've done drugs Yep, yep.
1: because what's happening there is a woman is like, yeah, so my husband was possibly killed or kidnapped during the Aurora mass shooting, just to be clear. I got a phone call from here from somebody named Jay, and this guy's like, fuck you, Jay's a bird. I don't know what's... (laughs) <laughs> happening yeah yep. like, ah. no i was just pranking you victim of the mass shooting it's cool
2: Sorry, i just I, I just do this really long form seven sentence bit with everyone who asks about someone who i can only assume gets asked about on a regular basis seeing as he's the owner of a business yep
1: <laughs> yeah your husband's a crisis actor ah no i'm <laughs> just fucking <laughs> with you no no jay's in the back <laughs> i know that jay's a name too
0: so yeah but so jay comes out and explains that bob her husband bob genesis Used to do free legal work for their (laughs) homeless shelter soup kitchen diner.
2: Yep. And sometimes he would also serve the soup. Made a little soup sometimes, unlike you. Again, the only purpose of this is for Ken to be like, and don't forget I did that uh, free legal work for that soup kitchen. We got to work that into the movie. Yep. About how little you appreciate me. (laughs) My actual wife who stars in this actual movie. That's not his actual wife, is it?
1: Didn't didn't you just print something out from legal zoom? Yeah,
2: well, I'm a lawyer though, so, so
0: that's, that's legal. It. I work. printed it
2: illegally. I I am forty eight percent sure this is his actual wife. I don't think that's his actual wife.
0: I I honestly I'm basing that entirely on the fact that she's gorgeous, but
1: <laughs> so. she's not an actor, so <laughs> like somebody he knows.
0: No, but nobody has, they're so they're all his wife? <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe they're, they're, either, one of their- they're either his wife or they did something evil in Jersey and he <laughs> sh- put it under the rug somehow. Yeah. They're
2: his wife. They're his son. They're a crazy person he got from a dementia ward. They're Eric. Or they Roberts. committed
1: a hate crime in Jersey. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All
2: right. No, that's fair.
0: That's fair. I I'm guessing she committed a hate crime, but I, I'm I could be proven wrong. So, just as she's like, "Wow, this doesn't really factor into the plot at all, does it?" She gets a call from the psychic who has some information for her about the knife? Yeah. She doesn't actually have, but that's just what she says in that moment. Yeah. None of it. But before we can move on to that, we have to have this insane fucking moment where Jesse starts explaining what the various belt colors
1: mean to his babysitter. This was pretty funny. This I left really fucking hard at this part. I did not. I stopped watching. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Because he's like, white's a seed, the seed of the karate. Yellow (laughs) is the sun. And I was like, nope, not listening to it. No, absolutely not. But it's so good. Listen,
2: listen. Okay. So, first of all, white is the seed, like come. Yep, sperm reference. Yellow is the sunlight. Mm -hmm. Orange also sunlight. There's more sunnier.
1: Green. All the colors are from the, the visible lights, but god damn it. Just go. It yeah, so green long. is
0: also the sunlight. Yeah. Gre- gr- <laughs> Where do you think the
1: light's coming from? It's all light. No. It's all sun. Green is the growth of the seed. Blue is
2: the blue sky. Sky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, also more sunlight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Purple. Sunset. Also <laughs> sunlight. <More> sun-
0: <laughs> and then the, the babysitter is like, oh, really? What comes after purple? And he's like, you know what?
2: Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> so we cut over to the psychic lady <laughs> who's ex- explaining the rest of the belts. Yes. And guess what? The red belt? Sunlight. sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote in my notes, if the brown belt represents the sunlight, I'm out of here. But no.
0: The <laughs> brown, brown belt. brown is just some other shit. Huh? Is the huh?
2: ripening of the seed. And black is greatness and profound knowledge. Sunlight. actually that's lack of sunlight if you could believe that yeah so at this point I just wrote my notes the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland would be confused by this woman's character
1: (laughs) the caterpillar could have seen the prequel and would still be like what What? 67 (laughs) times in their notes
0: I don't think that I don't think anything about the prequel helps us but yeah so and this is all happening by the way at the karate dojo where the kid was earlier There's like a women's self-defense class going on in the background. And so Abby says, hey, why are you explaining to me the mystical meaning of karate belts at a women's self-defense class? She's like, oh, oh, it's because your husband used to teach at this class. He used to teach self-defense to
2: women at this class. If Ken Delvecchio taught a self-defense class for women, I am terrified. (laughs)
1: Okay, well, you should be terrified because he certainly is talking about something he believes he's done in real life.
2: That's the thing. Everything in this movie is a brag about Ken Delvecchio. Yes. Which means some poor woman was like, oh, you know what? My neighborhood's a little bit sketchy at night. I think I'm going to go take a self-defense class. And the person who she listened to for a non-zero amount of seconds was Kenneth, the life zone Delvecchio.
1: Multiple people walked into a dojo where Kenneth Delvecchio was like... <laughs> Like holding a pocket knife, being like karate, karate, doing a kata, right? And they joined his goddamn class, which means that we could probably send
0: Anna and or Lucinda undercover to get them, like, to beat the shit out of
2: Kato, <laughs> right? To right? Kato like, stab with a pocket
0: <laughs> exactly. He, then they could say, "Well, he said, come at him with the knife."
2: <laughs> <laughs> These are great ideas. These are great ideas. (laughs) But we have to do it in front of his son so he has something to avenge when he fights Heath.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. By the way, this scene ends Mm -hmm. with the psychic lady being like, by the way, Abby, one other thing you don't know about your amazing husband who ladles soup for poor people and helps soup kitchens with legal Zoom. (laughs) He was a black belt. You didn't know that. Like Eli Bosnick. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> not but quite the last. That's of it's <laughs> such an obvious lie. Literally zero wives are not aware about their husband's black belt yes. that they talk about <laughs> every goddamn day. <laughs> And wear over suits sometimes and display on <laughs> shit yeah. in the house.
0: Well, and zero acquaintances of Ken Delvecchio are not
2: aware of his black belt. He too, says I'm the
1: sure. phrase black belt minimum five times a day <laughs> in his entire adult life.
2: No. I, if it's not on his business card, I
1: will eat his business <laughs> card.
2: Black belt lawyer and municipal judge. Oh, I'm buying blackbeltlawyer.com and I'm directing it to Ken Delvecchio. He
1: didn't wear a black belt over his judge robes. There's, there's no way that's not something that's happened in real. You know reality.
2: he was mad that people couldn't see it. He was like stupid black belt. <laughs> way less effective. I'm gonna get white robes. Yes, <laughs> sir. He shows up in white robes, wearing a black belt. Are you wearing
1: a, a judge's gi? Right you guys should just so see so my see your black belt. You guys yes. should go
2: see my movie. <laughs> hey, I think the law is broken and maybe we shouldn't have
1: them anymore. Is your gavel a ladle? Yeah, well, I actually work in a soup kitchen sometimes. So You should see my movie, Eric Roberts. It's pretty odd. I'm not a judge anymore. Damn it.
0: All right. So and and then we we cut over to another one of the Eric Roberts nightmares. This is where Martin Cove shows up mid nightmare.
1: Yep. <laughs> John Creese, This is amazing. Somehow he knows this guy
0: yeah, or he hired him on fucking cameo plus or whatever. Yeah. Obra Kai. So, but what's going on here? And I guess this is, I, I'm, I guess the plot of the other movie is that right before the big theater shooting, Martin Cove, the owner of this theater, gave the theater to his daughter, whose name is Aurora Palace. And then the theater got shot up right after that. So this is the scene from that movie where that happened.
2: There's also a great thing that happens here because we cut between that and him putting on a mask, mm-hmm. right? Like he puts on a mask as part of this, but you can't hear him through the mask. So he's like, Aurora, I've always loved you. Hold <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, Usually they do this in voiceover. <laughs>
1: Is the voiceover happening?
2: Yeah, you're going to ADR this, right? So it's not just me. Morgan? (laughs) I don't look like an (laughs) asshole here.
0: Yeah, and then a series of fucking 80s adult leaders of kids superhero teams add some shit to the dream about how Jesse can't talk until Christmas
2: now. Yeah. I feel like that was a punishment midway through the movie. Like, Jesse did two scenes and his dad was like, all right, you... You're not good enough for a Ken Del Vecchio movie. I'm going to need you to be silent for the rest of the movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So he
0: wakes up and he explains this nightmare scene to his babysitter
2: now. Yep. And then proceeds to do bad sit-ups. Yep. In his bed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. From this point on, every time we see him, he'll be doing his katas or he'll be doing cheap-ass push-ups where you really are just pushing your butt up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He does fuck a couch later. He
1: does. He it does a, count. If your butt goes from low to high, that's a push up. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's measured. Everybody knows that.
0: All right. So you are definitely qualified to fight this kid. I'm sure
1: I passed so. the AAU physical fitness test. Yeah. There you yes, go. I did. Fuck Raul
0: Reagan. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So he's doing sit ups. He's got to get ripped. And then mom goes to see the psychic lady at a bar. Right.
1: Right. And she's like lamenting. Just so that we could hear this more. She's like, man, my amazing husband, Ken Delv, Bob Genesis, uh, he's so great. I mean, ladling soup and again, black belt in karate. He has a black belt. How could I not know about that? And the psychic lady's like, yeah, well, you'd probably, I don't know. He'd start talking about karate. You'd black out from hatred and boredom. That's just my guess <laughs> probably. So based on every person I ever met who said black belt. Out loud.
2: This is where the psychic gives his wife the talking to that he always wants to. It's like, you don't know. You had your dream wedding to Ken Delvecchio and your dream honeymoon to Ken Delvecchio. Right. Well, yeah. So the whole point of this
0: scene is the psychic chewing her out for being a spoiled little rich kid. You know, it's it's like, well, you know, you had all the advantages in the world, but you didn't earn your way up from the bottom like Ken Bob Genesis did.
2: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Ken Delvecchio never forgot his roots. He's so cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, you went to Yale and studied at the fancy gravy and applesauce department at Yale <laughs> University. Fancy.
0: I wrote my notes at this point. I'm like, man, this is some. We made a bot watch a thousand hours of Christmas movies type scripting here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Kendall Vecchio is very much a poor AI of a human
0: being. <laughs> yeah. He's just missing the A and the I. Yeah. yeah. And then, okay. So then the psychic lady has a vision of Jesse's nightmares. Right. She says, I'm having the same visions as Jesse. And I'm like, are you watching the movie? How else would you know that?
2: (laughs) But this is where she tells her that Bob was there talking about gun rights, something the movie forgot had already told us. Mm -hmm. But the reason why they got away from the mass shooting, and this is why I'm so excited to watch Joker's Wild, is I guess the night she took over the theater was a classic. Guys dressed like clowns and women dressed like. Other things party. Yep.
1: That was a Christmas event at this theater. Just, you know, your normal Christmas theater. We showed a movie, had an NRA lecture, and a evil clown party. Evil clown party, yeah. Turned into a mass shooting.
0: Well, again, imagine watching the sequel to the Life Zone when they get to the part where, like, They have to explain the ending where they were all in hell. Right? (laughs) Imagine that that's what we're going through right now, you know, is that whole like, oh yeah, and then there was an evil clown party. Right, evil clown party. Yep, we knew that. We saw that coming. So, okay. So meanwhile, since we just had a vision of the Eric Roberts nightmare monologue, we then switch over to Jesse having that nightmare again.
1: Yep. (laughs) I'm having the same nightmares as a psychic is having (laughs) this.
0: Having a nightmare about a psychic, having a vision about the nightmare I had earlier. (laughs) But the babysitter wakes him up and and she's like, What's wrong? And he hands her the, my best worst, the newspaper clippings again.
1: Again. Because the code of silence.
0: Right. Yeah. He's not allowed to talk now. So he has to talk. But he
1: can communicate. He can like charades it, which uh, is weird. That's a weird rule from your prophetic dream that you're (laughs) following. (laughs) So, But then Abby gets home from the bar. She's all
0: drunk as hell, and she wants to have the was ia bad wife do i even deserve Ken Delvecchio?" conversation with the babysitter.
1: Wow. Well, you're a bad mom.
2: I mean, look, <laughs> the only way to get someone to say I never appreciated Ken DelVecchio when I had him is to write it in the script and pay them. So, yeah, right, right, exactly. I get it. This is just the second level of, like, finding someone with a relatively inexpensive customs tab on their many vids. (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's where he found eric roberts many bits yeah right eric roberts is on many vids. so yeah so but but
1: checking (laughs) there
0: so yeah but they have this drunken conversation about how she was never good enough for her husband and damn it she wants him back for christmas and I, and I wrote in my notes at that point, I'm like, Eli and a shovel can make you regret wishing for that lady, but uh, that's not where we're going at all. This is also where I wrote in my notes, wow, she's as bad at crying as she is at drunk.
2: Oh my God.
0: Right, like this, this is like children faking drunk who've never done it before.
2: Yeah, my toddler has a new thing now where when he's done crying, he goes like, ah, ah, ah for two to four seconds afterwards. <laughs> He is better equipped to be in this movie than Kendall Vecchio's wife. (laughs) So, okay. Then
0: we cut to the mushrooms kicking in. Right? So this is again this is shit from the previous movie or maybe a scene that wasn't used in the previous movie and makes zero fucking sense in context but the kid within his dream is going to call martin cove on the phone and have a conversation where no sentence is related to any other sentence or anything that's happened in this movie yeah
2: i i here are my notes in order did i fall asleep you know what fuck you too movie If you guys can tell me what this scene means, I'll eat my own dick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did this actually happen in the universe of the movie? This phone call between Cobra Kai and Jesse, the kid?
0: No, this is supposed to be part of his dream nightmare prophetic vision
2: thing. So he has a prophetic vision of talking to a karate person he doesn't know. Yes.
1: Okay, so John... (laughs) Martin Cove, the actor, is playing the dad of Aurora Palace who took over the theater. He used to own the theater. He is also in this universe a karate sensei. I don't
0: know. We this is a moment where we actually do have to go back and watch Joker's
1: Poltergeist. Guys,
2: guys, why don't we just stop the review right here and watch Joker's while we come back? A little quick 90 minute thing. Come Uh, back.
1: Zero votes.
2: (laughs) No, it's only
0: like 67 minutes long. It's it's super short. Yeah. But yeah, we just have this weird, random ass conversation again. Like we're watching people act out a random words generator. And then it's over. Yep. So we cut to mom going to work. Her work, by the way, has the same colored walls as her
2: living room.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's so weird. And again, she has that same framed headshot of Ken Delvecchio that she carries with her.
1: <laughs> yep. Same tree moving by in her
0: window. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so they're about to do the big applesauce meeting. But just before she goes to the meeting, psychic lady shows up and explains that she had another vision. Okay. Did she, though? No.
2: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you can understand why I was confused, right? Because she says that, but no. Well, and everything about
0: this is so batshit insane. She says, "Look, I, I get it. That's great, and everything. I'm at work right now, and I have a, a meeting." And she's like, "No, you have to come with me right now." No, she doesn't. This is a thing that could have waited until she was done working. Absolutely, she has a goddamn applesauce
1: meeting right now. Are you serious?
0: Right. This is that's the new Jello. The applesauce bonus is riding on this. <laughs> exactly. So Abby explains that her visions can go fuck themselves. And she says, no, my vision was of your husband. And she's like, right. Why else would you be he- here? This is also where she gets a name. Abby says, look, Elizabeth. And she says, oh, you called me Elizabeth. That means we're getting closer and anyway, like no, it just means that I have a name to write in the notes instead <laughs> in of the notes. psychic lady. And I,
2: now I can find and replace psychic lady in the yeah, notes. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so but she's so she wanders off to do the apple. So it like in this kind of like Ken Delvecchio Vecchio needed to win a bet about whether or not he could shoot a walk and talk type
2: thing. Okay. <laughs> this does result in one of the most baffling lines of the movie, though. Does it? She presses the elevator button. It doesn't instantly open. And she says, where are those stairs when you need them?
1: They're in between the floors.
2: Same place they are
0: the rest of the the time.
2: (laughs) This implies that sometimes she pushes an elevator button and it opens up and there are stairs there.
0: (laughs) So... But finally, like Psychic Lady stops her (laughs) in her tracks and she says, I saw my fiance die. That's why I quit my psychicing." And we're like, that's not relevant to the conversation in any way.
2: It's so good. She's doing her like big dramatic monologue. She's like, I saw my fiance die. So I gave him up. I broke up with him, even though it broke my heart to do it. And Kendall Vecchio's wife is like, did it work? Did he not die? And she's like. Oh, I have no idea. No, I never up checked up her? on
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm a psychic. Literally. The
0: <laughs> and then the movie tries to go for an analogy at this point. Yep. She says, look, you've got to come with me. That's the entire plot. Applesauce has nothing to do with it. And she's like, oh, um, I'm not sure. She says, look, maybe I'm the three ghosts to your Scrooge. Okay. Yesterday, I was the ghost of Christmas past. Uh huh. Today I'm the ghost of Christmas present. I'm just writing
2: down what the movie says. End of analogy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. <That's not> it. <laughs> Ken Delvecchio was a judge. There's someone who is maybe in jail. Because of Ken DelVecchio's thoughts and decisions. Well, and so I think, I, and honestly, I
0: went about this, I came at this from nine different directions. I think the only way that analogy works is that yesterday was the past, And today is now. (laughs) Is the breath. Shit, now it's the past two. Oh, fuck. fuck. (laughs) I'm like an infinite number of ghosts, if you think about it.
2: Can you tell me what I'm going to say next so I can be the ghost of Christmas (laughs) (laughs) present?
0: All right. Well, I feel like this movie just tripped over its analogy and we need to call somebody. So we're going to pause for another break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Will the karate belts they ordered on Amazon arrive in time? Where, oh, where has the fish gone? Who is the walrus? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the quintessentially batshit conclusion of A Karate Christmas
2: Miracle. Hey, podcast listener. Well, you did it. You made it past Christmas, and you didn't forget to get anyone a gift. Did you? Oh, no, Uncle Murray.
1: I forgot Uncle Murray.
2: Oh, well, that's okay, Heath. Maybe you could just send him a card or something.
1: Nah, like Uncle Murray is super classy. I, I need a gift for a discerning taste. Can't just do a card. Mm, well, why not a wine from The Prisoner Wines? Uh, okay, good thinking, I guess. Um, I'll stop up the toilet and you get the grape juice.
2: No, silly, not prison wine. The Prisoner Wines, like the TV show.
1: Oh, what's The Prisoner Wines? New Year, first point. Count Damn it. it all. Noah, start the sheet, please. Yeah.
0: Maybe you guys could just not do that this year.
1: Absolutely I would rather die. We
2: are doing this. fine,
0: fine. Make it a spreadsheet.
2: The Prisoner Wine Company insists on doing things differently, like 20 years ago when they decided to combine some of California's best and most unusual grape varieties to make a bold and complex blend, a.k.a. their namesake wine, the Prisoner Red Blend. From the shape and weight of the bottle to the label featuring Francisco Goya's artwork, every detail is striking and memorable.
1: Actually, now that you mention it, they sent me a bottle when they first became a sponsor and it was delicious. Ooh, would you describe it as smooth and rich yet approachable? Yet approachable. Yeah. Just like Uncle Murray.
2: So, uh, yeah, I'm in. Where do I get some? Go to theprisonerwine.com awful for 20% off plus shipping included on your first purchase. This is the best deal they have available. Get 20% off plus shipping included at theprisonerwine.com awful. That's theprisonerwine dot com slash awful
0: offer valid on first time online orders for us residents of legal drinking age through twelve thirty one twenty twenty one 31 2021 other exclusions may apply please enjoy wines responsibly
1: all right good stuff so you want to go make sure noah's making the spreadsheet right that's i absolutely do yes, i'm, I'm doing
0: thing. it fine
1: you shade the columns weird you do it just looks prettier and now back to the useless psychic so tell me useless psychic do you know where my husband is? Right, yeah,
2: shit. Uh, well, he could be here, or there, or maybe not. I I honestly could use a drink. Will you drink with me? But,
1: I mean, you called me. Right. So, Gu- Guys, guys.
2: Uh, what's
0: up, Noah? We're doing a it's, sketch. It's psych, though. The, the sketch. It's, it's just to show psych. Ah, damn it, it is psych. Yeah, sorry. I like psych.
2: Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm.
0: And we're back for more of this shit. For some reason, we could have left, but we didn't. Anyway, we're going to (laughs) rejoin Abby and Elizabeth. They're now at the college because there's only so many places he's allowed to film where Elizabeth had her psychic
2: vision of Bob. And hey, let me spare everyone the time and effort that it took me to figure out what the fuck this scene is about. Ken Del Vecchio is just getting sadder. And sadder in his attempts to brag, right? We went from soup kitchen to karate black belt. This whole, the point of this entire scene is, I don't know if you know this, but Ken Delvecchio has his name on a gazebo at the Catholic College. Yes. Four minutes from where he lives.
1: Yep. And he has a sweet leather jacket that we're going to show.
0: Well, right. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. She had a psychic vision of Bob at this gazebo. And then Abby looks and she sees the dedication on the gazebo is to Bob because he paid for it or something. At this point, you have to be like, OK, have you ever met your husband? Right. Like, so it, he she didn't know he was a black belt, didn't know he volunteered at the homeless shelter, didn't know he taught women self-defense, didn't know he built a gazebo. Like, what did she know?
2: He was too busy giving her mind shattering orgasms must (laughs) (laughs) they didn't get around to the small talk must must be and i have a theory about the end of this scene i have a theory okay i think this actress the one who plays psychic lady elizabeth literally got cold Because the end of this scene is just her being like, I'm fucking cold. Let's talk about the rest of this thing in the car. I'm cold. That's absolutely
1: what happened. (laughs) No
2: question. right? because
0: there's no goddamn reason in the world for the scene to move over to the car...
2: Right. They
1: just get in the car and they're like, what were we just talking about? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, right. Let's finish that conversation that
2: we were having. We literally watched them do the don't pull the handle while I'm unlocking the car
1: thing. Yep.
2: Well, so I think that was supposed to be
0: comic relief, but I'm honestly just guessing based on the musical cue. Oh, but yeah. So they get in the car and Elizabeth says, yeah, your husband definitely wanted you to see that he made a gazebo. Pretty sure that's the whole scene. Yeah,
2: and then we get the Jack joke.
0: Oh, God. it's, it's I feel like Ken Delvecchio has never gotten a joke at any point in his life. He just yes. kind of, when other people laugh, he starts <laughs> laughing. And so he's like, this is like the equivalent of sounding out a language
1: phonetically.
2: Yes. But with humor. He's sounding yeah. out jokes phonetically. That is,
1: is a perfect, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, the psychic is like, and don't call me Jack. Surely What? Like,
2: I think that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, she says, "Don't call me Jack." It's like Jack and the Beanstalk.
0: Yeah, and I don't like fairy tales; they're creepy.
1: Surely, Temple, (laughs) Temple of Doom, nailed it. Nailed it. What?
0: All right, so then we cut to little mini Del Vecchio showing off his sweet kicks.
2: Oh, this is great. Because he's <laughs> he's like karate, karate, but then he's karateing his couch. And look, I think we can all say, as once teenage boys, we have all karate the fuck out of a couch in our day.
0: <laughs> so, okay, first of all, I I have to point out they are unable to put two consecutive kicks together without a cut. During this karate practice thing Don't
2: you worry about that Mario I also couldn't do consecutive Kicks at your age
0: <laughs> So yeah so there's that And then when we say karateing On a couch like so I, I don't want you to think He's of him He's the couch right, right? Exactly. He's laying on the couch Kicking the back of it in a way That looks like a dog trying to Fuck your leg
1: Master bate. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so
0: sometime later, so mom is painting the birdhouse now that her son made this- Full is, circle. I, I did, that was on the list, apparently, of things that had to be done by Christmas to bring dad back, paint a birdhouse.
2: But here's what's so amazing about the birdhouse. She's like, honey, I finished the birdhouse. He's not allowed to talk because of his psychic vision earlier. Mm-hmm. So Mario Del Vicio's job in this scene was to act happy. That was the acting challenge and he managed got punched in the face by a unicorn that just told me about the atomic table of elements.
1: I mean that's a choice, right?
0: I, I did not realize that's what he was I didn't realize he was going for happy. To be honest with you, I I thought slightly annoyed was what he was aiming for. But
1: But I mean, if a unicorn punched you after showing you the the elements, it would be, right? You'd be like a little bit annoyed, but a little bit like, oh. Oh yeah,
2: no, I think Eli nailed the description. (laughs) His attempt to smile is, if you imagine that some kind of mythical beast emptied out his skin and then like imposter bugs filled his body and they were trying to work the smile muscles for the first time. That's how this smile goes.
1: Like, you know how a deer learns to walk? He was learning to smile.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And he's he's
0: now onto red belt. So apparently they're decorating their Christmas tree with all the belts he passes through as he passes through them. It looks so bad. It looks so, so dumb. It's so great.
2: It's so dumb. You could tell that Kendall Vecchio was like, and then they will be all on the tree. And it's just like, shit, <laughs> that looks that terrible. It's really bad,
0: but we've, we're committed to it now. So, okay. So Abby heads to work again. And this, she's going, the movie seems to realize only vaguely that there are consequences for just leaving your job right before the big applesauce meeting. Obviously. And she treats this like she's getting chewed out by her boss. She's treating it like she's just lost all her PlayStation privileges or something, right? Mm-hmm.
2: cool <laughs> Yeah, a lot of gaw. I was busy with my psychic friend in, in the car, which needed a warm-up. <laughs> there was an important gazebo reveal. I wasn't appreciating my husband's gazebo charity. <laughs> so, And this is, this, uh, this is a great line from this scene where... He, She's like, oh, she, this scene is supposed to be her realizing again some more that life has passed her by because of her job. And she says, have you ever felt like you missed something? And I wanted him to be like, no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Not once.
1: I don't do that emotion, no.
0: No, but instead he's like, like what? And of course what he really would have said was, you mean like the fucking applesauce meeting <laughs> you were supposed to be at yesterday? But yeah. And then she's like, Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I'm sorry if I'm not like doing, I'm not like at top form at work, but you do know that my husband died in a mass shooting, right? And he's like, come on, that was last fucking year.
1: Oh, are you still into that? (laughs) Everybody has to do some holiday shifts. Listen, it's, I don't care about this husband. This is serious. We have applesauce things.
0: I just love the idea that you're being chewed out by your boss for just leaving work in the middle of the goddamn day without telling anybody or anything like that or even acknowledging that you've done it. And your response is, you ever feel like jobs are stupid and this sucks? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right, great resignation. Here we come. All right. So, okay. So we're back in the dojo for some
2: more sweet karate action. Yeah. He's getting his black belt by wrestling a green belt?
0: he's getting his brown belt he won't get his black belt until the end but yes
1: uh huh Oh yeah. okay either way feels like to get a brown or black belt you would have to beat not a green belt right so he's fighting this same green belt for every single task right in fairness they all mean sun so I guess you beat the sun
0: (laughs) you can beat the sunlight one yeah
1: (laughs) you know what
2: I thought about while this boring scene was happening I bet that is Ken Delvecchio's son's friend and How much must it suck to be that friend's parents who like that kid comes over to your house and Kendall Vecchio is just like hanging out in your living room Uh, talking about his movie festival? Are you wearing a black belt over your leather jacket? (laughs) Over your white judge's (laughs) robes? Is that Eric Roberts waiting in the back of your car?
1: (laughs) So. He's my driver today. I sentenced him to that.
2: (laughs) No, actually, it's
0: just a cardboard cutout I got from Cameo. (laughs) So, yeah. So then we cut from there. We cut to Elizabeth, the psychic law professor, telling another Christmas hypothetical. Now, they're filming this in the classic. It's sure going to be a funny reveal when you see who she's talking to manner.
1: Nope. (laughs) <laughs> no whatever you're picking whatever you're thinking <laughs> it's yeah. going who do you think she's talking exponentially
2: to exponentially more insane yeah this is a good time for you to pause the podcast do the seal envelope the, yep do the craziest thing you can think of
1: <laughs> <laughs> you lost because it's the senegalese isolated tribe it is the sentinelese it's the, north north sentinel, sentinel island, island. Yes. yes that is the place where that Asshole Catholic missionary John Cho got killed with arrows because he fucking deserved it,
0: right because he tried to contact an uncontacted tribe that's protected by the Indian government because like you know, breathing near them could be genocide
1: he was literally he was about to kill all of them with like a common cold, yep, and they killed him. they were justified just like Santa murdering the greaser with the stool, <laughs> actually. <accent. laughs>
0: But yeah, she's giving a legal lecture to the people of North Sentinel Island on her laptop. Mm-hmm. I, again,
2: I I think he thinks he's doing humor. They have Skype.
0: Yeah, right, right. yes, exactly.
2: But mom slams the laptop closed and she's like, no, we're doing my murder plot thing.
0: Right, yeah, she's like, if I had to leave my applesauce meeting for you, you have to leave <laughs> <Yeah>. your Sentinelese... <laughs> A law lecture for me tie <laughs> exactly <laughs> and she and she's like i don't know i don't think i want to go but just then she has
2: another sudden eric roberts vision yeah he says sometimes i think i'm going down the wrong path and i wrote in my notes eric roberts i can assure you by being in this movie you are going down the wrong path <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but she's getting a, like a series of visions from all the named characters at, at this moment. And I, I I struggle to write notes on it because it's all just random babble of like clips they still had.
2: Right. Yep. My notes, again, in order are gibbering, gibbering. Bob is alive. This is the slowest 13 minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Yeah, the last 10 or 12 minutes of this took me an hour and a half to watch. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, okay. And part of this vision, by the way, includes Ken Delvecchio visiting Aurora Palace, the, the girl who owned the theater that got shot up in the hospital after the shooting. So she thinks that means that Bob lived through the shooting, which... I think we had already
2: established, right? Every single vision has had the exact same revelation, which is your husband was alive, and here is a nice compliment about Ken Delvecchio. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he visited that nice young lady from the shooting. Yeah, right.
1: He's ladling her soup. Are you poor? I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Starts to slice her up for the soup kitchen. What? she's a vegetable. So, oh God.
0: <laughs> so... So she's like, yeah, but uh, all right, but we have to head to the bar because your psychic vision told you that we needed to go to the bar. And Elizabeth, the psychic, is like, why are you now telling me what my psychic vision took? This makes no fun. She's like, I know. I think he meant to write this line for you. I don't even know.
1: <laughs> Hold on. This is just like Dickens. It's right. Right. Still, yes. Are we still de- the Christmas future is at. it's now the future oh
0: never mind it's the present oh damn it it's the past i'm an
1: alcoholic in real life and i'm cold earlier and now i have to drink now for real
0: (laughs) yeah that that actually may have been it too that this lady was like look i'm not gonna do this last scene unless you're buying the drinks yeah so they go to this bar on christmas eve which is lovely by the way
2: (laughs) yeah no it looks like a nice place it's one of those things where like it's very clearly like a nice homie family owned establishment near Kendall Vecchio's place and he was like how would you like your establishment to be featured not once but twice in a real <laughs> international film festival award winning
1: <laughs> Starring Eric Roberts and Martin Cove. I feel like the owner of this bar also committed a hate crime. <laughs>
2: they, they served a minor and they show up and he was like, I've got great news. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're hanging out in the bar
0: on, on Christmas Eve when suddenly Elizabeth. This is so fucking weird. Elizabeth sees the fiance that she Broke it off with because the psychic vision told her he was going to die. Yep. At the bar. And 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 then she just yell cries at him.
2: Yeah. She's like, oh, you were supposed to be dead. And he's like, nope, I'm alive. And she's like, well, maybe I'm not psychic. And I wanted her to turn to the other actress and be like, I'm sorry. What's the movie about at this point? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not
0: psychic. I mean, I wanted someone to do that at every moment in the movie so I could write it down in my goddamn notes. I, that's what I was wondering. All right,
1: why don't you just grab the bar tab? I'll be right back. I'll help pay in a second. will not leaving. Yeah.
2: I'll give you my Zell. I'll give you my Zell, Don't <laughs> worry. So what I love about this,
0: though, is the way that this, what's actually happening to this character, if we just take a moment to try to exist in this movie's universe, is he's just having a drink when his ex-fiance shows up and starts
2: yelling at him for existing. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to be dead. Hey, at least if my exes show up and start yelling that at me, they'll have good reason.
1: <laughs> I like that this guy had like a wife here and the wife is like, oh, let me guess. You're the insane person who believes they're a psychic who broke up the engagement because you saw a vision of him dying. And you thought then the lack of engagement would mean he would live. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go enjoy Christmas with our Alice. family of real things. Bye.
0: Yeah. And that's it. But just that, we hear Bob's voice coming only from the left headphone. <laughs> Is it him? No. No, it's just some other guy that sounded like him.
2: And then, <gasps> then we have the like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a psychic after all. And she's like, oh, that's okay. You taught me the value of all the great things about Ken Del Vecchio. And, then, <laughs> and, and again, it's not my favorite part of the movie, but it's pretty close. We watch them make plans when they're both busy. Yes. This is so rough.
1: We, this is, hey, this is another crate. eight minutes of the movie. It was like, so you want to come over for Christmas Eve dinner? And it was like, no, I have plans. No, I actually have
2: family in town.
1: Oh, um, oh, Okay. Do you want to do the next day? What or if we like a- text about next week?
2: Uh You want to text me? Well, so let's just let's just well, let's figure it out now. Get your get your
0: calendar out. Get your cat. Do you have a? Do you
1: have? Do you have my number? It's ready. App you use an w- write app. Write it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, we watch all of that. They could have just not done any of that.
1: Hold on, bartender. Can I get a pen? I'm trying to write down a phone number. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna text each other later about this. I watched. I watched this on Tubi and I got a Carvana commercial
2: in between this scene and the next. And the Carvana commercial was so much better thought out than this entire fucking film.
1: It would almost have to be.
2: Yeah,
0: right, right. Exactly. Okay. So she says, all right, well, you can't come to Christmas Eve dinner. Why don't you come Christmas after? I mean, if you're doing something Christmas, you must not be doing anything the afternoon of Christmas. And that's the day that Jesse is testing for his black belt.
2: At home. He's doing an at-home karate test.
1: From whom is he getting a black belt on Christmas Day? What? From his mom. His
0: mom is awarding it to him. So I wrote my notes like, wait, did you guys forget that it was Christmas in your movie? Or are we going to have the karate instructor just showing up at their house on Christmas Day (laughs) to
2: to administer the test? It's actually pretty lonely to be a karate instructor on Christmas. Yeah, because <laughs> let's face it: if you have a family that you're spending Christmas with, you're not a karate instructor. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> True story. No, no karate instructor's been like, "All right, everybody, I'm headed home to my wife and children. Yes. I'm a full-grown man who teaches children the ancient art of kickboxing." <laughs> <up." laughs> Get off of I'm a podcaster! <laughs> 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 Honey, how was your day? <laughs> oh, it was pretty good! Let's get to the king <laughs> and <Kenyan> punch!
1: Sorry!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the non-karate instructing portion of our audience is loving this bit,
2: I bet. You know what? If you're insulted, we'll stand thirty feet apart and you can do all the karate. I'm go you home want. to my
1: family and name senators and books that I know. No, none of that's gonna happen.
2: If I hurt your feelings and you're a karate instructor, you can come over for Christmas. I'm sorry. We both know you have nowhere to be. Oh God! The fact
0: that it's true makes it less funny, though. I think in this instance. So, <laughs> so okay. So that day, the next day, I guess it's we cut to Christmas without a really a clue. Abby and her parents are hanging out at the Christmas at the table for Christmas, along with Elizabeth. We have not met her parents, by the way. So it's just a couple of old folks. I guess they're the grandparents, and. Jesse is doing, you know, cheaty-ass pelvic thrust push-ups again.
2: Yeah, and the family's all arguing over who holds the board. Right,
0: that he has to break to get his black belt. Yeah, they, they spend two fucking minutes arguing about, well, I'm the man, I should hold the board. No, I'm the old woman, I should hold the board. <laughs> this board needs a penis, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: You get a black belt for breaking a very small piece. I did that when I was four at like a summer camp. Yeah. That's a black
0: belt. Yeah. Well, that's part of getting a black belt, but no, that is not, well, you know, the, again, you can order one off of Amazon, right? It's not a real thing. It's just like, how much money did your mom give to the babysitter who teaches kids the ancient art of kicky punch? First, you
1: have to order two pieces of wood that match each other on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to send that back to Amazon. <laughs> But then I will send you a black belt. We used to have the kids. We used to do the tests. Like the black
2: belts had to go do the tests for the really little kids. And we had a lesson on how to hold the boards. And the lesson was you're going to break these boards by accident if you hold them with any amount of force, <laughs> yeah, because they're special boards that you literally, you literally do like a little cut in them beforehand. Yeah. And he was like, if you so much as breathe on these fucking boards, they burst into flame, these things explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I, I'm sorry,
0: I don't mean to call out the kid for being a pansy or whatever, but he breaks it with his elbow?
2: He might as well drive yeah. a car over it. <laughs> I backed my father's Dodge Stratus over the board. I'm a black belt. You
0: could break this by sneezing on
2: it. And he
0: goes for the elbow. All right, fine.
2: <sighs> he just takes out a circular yeah. saw. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> black belt. And then Kendall Vecchio walks in. Yep.
0: He breaks the board with his elbow. The dead husband just walks in the back door, says, and I quote, I did it. I escaped.
2: End of movie. End of movie. I wrote the end fuck you, I think we should stop making this podcast. We all wrote the end, (laughs) fuck you. Every one of us independently wrote that
0: in the notes. (laughs) I noticed that this morning and I'm like, nothing can better encapsulate this film than all of our reactions to the ending of it just being, oh, fuck you. (laughs) And then, oh, and also, so he comes in and he says, well, I, I escaped. Then he turns to the kid and he says, this is your black belt. You earned this for me, didn't you? How would he know that? Why it's would so he know that? so stupid. And then mom says, it's a miracle, just like in the title. And we all go, wait, is it? <laughs> and then the credits.
1: Oh, It's A. So. <laughs> Good job, guys.
0: All right. So to close things up, I am dying to hear the fan theories. Where was Bob? Who kidnapped
1: Bob? New Jersey bars, <laughs> This is a prank by Eli. He actually kidnapped Ken Delvecchio.
2: <laughs> I could kidnap Ken Delvecchio with a box and a stick and a thread. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit of gravy.
0: All right, and well, I guess that's going to do it for our review of a Karate Christmas Miracle. But it's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to recommit to this program. So, Eli, tell us what's
2: on deck. We'll be watching Vindication Episode 2. This time... Maybe something will happen. Yeah, but probably not. So <laughs> with that to
0: look forward to, we're gonna bring episode three thirty two to a merciful close. Once again a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at Patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, the Scanning A, the Citation data, D minus, and the Skeptic available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments or cinematic suggestions, you can email Godaw at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slot, and with Jeffs on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a check your life this week. For Heath Edmright and Eli Boston, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work harder or another check next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club clothes.
1: That same kid, Mario Del Vecchio, starred in A Wrestling Christmas Miracle a year later that is on The docket for us. So much Vecchio-verse on the docket. So much Vecchio.
0: Ken Del Vecchio went on to get disbarred over something that involves peanut butter and feral goats. Guessing.
2: Guessing. The website for Hoboken International Film Festival is broken. Aww. It is. When I went to their Facebook, <laughs> I said, Dandler. I got it. It is not Chrome just shrugs its shoulders oh. and does that little spiral by the ear gesture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the way, here's the description of a wrestling Christmas miracle. Oh, please. It was the opening night movie at the Hoboken International Film Festival, or HIF, <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> It starred, of course, Mario Del Vecchio. Uh, He is also a nationally ranked youth wrestler. No. He got got second in nationals. No, Mario, no. (laughs) Mario, no. (laughs) (laughs) And also in that cast, Martin Cove, Cobra Kai (laughs) guy. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, wow. Jimmy Walker. Okay. Michael Winslow from Police Academy and Spaceball. What? <laughs> okay, sure. Todd Bridges Willis from Different Strokes is who that is. Okay. <laughs> and Julie McCullough from Growing Pains and Sharknado fame. She was well, in Jesus, the there must have been too. some
0: kind of crazy semi-celebrity massacre thing that happened in Jersey in the in between these two films or something. It's
1: just a hate crime convention that got busted Again, by a those, sting. Those yeah. all
2: sound really
0: DUI
2: to me, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, if you say, do you know who I am in the state of New Jersey, you go before Kendall you,
2: you Kendall yo, goes, no, but I know
1: a man who does. <laughs> <laughs> Is Robert Uh, Lozier still alive? No. Okay, that's why he's not in that cast. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.